Weiss Middle School, what's up? Jamming out to some Cindy Lauper. Okay, girls just want to have fun, and that's fitting with the section we're talking about today, gang. We're in Chapter 18, Section 5. We're going to talk about the beginning of the women's rights movement. Okay, this whole chapter has been about reform, changing how society began to change. We've talked about prison reform and, and education reform and the, the abolitionist movement. And when people started to realize that all this change was happening, women started to look around and they began to start speaking out about wanting the same rights and the same freedoms as everyone else. They realized that, hey, there's all this change going in society, but what about us? Now, women, like slaves, could not do a lot of things. They could not own property. They could not hold office. Um, in most states, allowed the husband of a woman to legally control their money and property. Sadly, in many states, husbands were allowed to discipline their wives, okay? Meaning a lot of times there was physical abuse. And although it was looked down upon, in many cases, in some states, it was not necessarily illegal. And that's something that's really, really sad and really embarrassing, okay? Well, during this time, many uh, women realized that the lives of slaves and women were very similar. And so when the abolitionist movement was going on, the women's rights movement basically grows out of this, okay? And the main reason was just simply finally women finally stood up and the confidence to say, you know what, we're sick of being treated this way. Many women were not given the same rights as men, okay? Uh, you know, oftentimes, you know, at universities or other places, women were not allowed to give speeches. You know, many colleges and many schools would not allow women to attend. And this is blatant discrimination, OK. And, you know, in certain careers or certain fields, women were not paid the same wages as men, even if they held the same uh, job. Now, eventually, the Seneca Falls Convention was called and this took place in New York. And it was a gathering of women's rights supporters, even men attended. And during that time, women began to basically speak out and say, hey, we want the same rights as men. We want to be able to vote. We want to be able to own property. We want to be able to hold office. You know, we want to be accepted into colleges. We want to be accepted into universities. We want this discrimination to end. Okay. And they issued the Declaration of Sentiments, which was based off of the Declaration of Independence. And it listed, just as the Declaration of Independence listed all the grievances against the king that, had, that he had taken away from the colonists, well, the Declaration of Sentiments listed all the grievances and complaints that the women's had on society. And it really helped spark a movement. Okay. And it really helped gather support in terms of numbers. And anytime you're trying to challenge something, there's always power in numbers. So this slowly began to change the attitude um, of women and even in society. And one of the big issues that continued to really upset women was the fact that in most states, women were not allowed to vote. Okay. You think about this, the 19th Amendment, guys, was passed in 1920, which gave women the right to vote. 1920. That was not that long ago. So if you think about all the things that had happened and how slavery had ended well before that and women finally got the right to vote in 1920, pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, we'll continue to kind of talk about these reform movements, but it's important to understand that all of these groups of people were discriminated against. 
And as time went on, society continued to make changes which improved things. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one.